In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, military moms, it is a glorious day in Southern California today. We've got lots of sunshine, about 70 degrees. We're going to check in with my outstanding co-host, Robin Boyd in New Hampshire, and our News You Can Use specialist, Doris Brecky, who's in San Diego. So, Robin, what do you got going on there? We are all over, and our host station is Texas. So, I just think that's great. I think so, too. We just got it covered, haven't Mm we? (laughs) I'm having my tea. How about you, Rob? You got your tea? I do. I've got English tea time today. Um, I'm all out of my constant comment, so... I'm going for green. I'm starting to get used to the green. I heard about all the health benefits of green tea. Uh, It's kind of like drinking water out of my pond, but uh, (laughs) get better with it. Getting better with it. And you're a coffee girl, aren't you? What was it? Was that for me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I missed you. We've got some fighter jets going over our house right now. I swear they like to do that to us. No, I'm definitely coffee, coffee, coffee. You're coffee, coffee, coffee. Well, we're right in the flight line for Edwards. So every once in a while, one of these, and I can't tell what kind of F it is, but um, I know it's a fighter jet, and they just, it shakes the whole house. Fine. They're waving at you, Sandra. That's right. They know we're on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Our test facilities have nothing better to do than buzz people's houses while they're on the air. Absolutely. Some great guests today, girls. I'm so excited. I'm excited every week um, that we do this. We've got John Gorman today, and he has this nifty little uh, booklet called The Pocket Constitution. Um, it's really cool. I have one in my hand right now. With, then we're going to welcome author Sandra Miller Linhart. Now, she has made some really, really cool books. Um, there's the Bronze Medal Winner Award for Military Writer Society of America. America called Mama's Boots, which is one of my, I just got to say, it's one of my new favorite children's books. There's Leo the Lion that Robin has shared with me, uh, which is a really good one. Um, and then there's uh, Daddy's Boots that won a Branson Stars and Flags book award, along with a silver medal award for Military Writers um, Society of America. These are such great books. Um, I don't know 
how a military family could go through deployment with mom or dad or kids living with grandpa um, during a parent's deployment without having these children's books. I mean, they explain things so clearly, and they're beautifully illustrated, they're easy to read, and they're just a whole lot of fun and open up conversation for parents and children and grandparents or children or really any caregiver. So I would recommend any teachers out there who deal with military kids especially kids whose parents are in deployment to get a set of these books. And then finally, we're going to wrap up the show with our new transition series. Uh, Michael Russer is going to come on on a regular basis. He is um, producing a program called Life 3.0, which is all about transitioning. And we know the military family transitions not only uh, pre-deployment, when they return from deployment, every time you move or PCS, go to a new duty station, we need to transition transition. Um, And then finally, with all the changes coming up in the um, military, the current changes that are listed with the um, $100,000 troop or 100,000 troop reduction, um, we're going to see a lot of people transitioning from military service to civilian life. And that's, that's a really big deal, you guys. Yep, it is. Now, um, uh, Doris, when you transitioned from military civilian life, what do you remember from that time? Well, I had plans already to go uh, directly back to college, so I just took a, a, a little break. My parents said, because they knew I was going to uh, have everything paid for by the military, at that time they paid for everything, you know, college-wise. So, uh, you know, they didn't have to worry about anything as far as giving me money. So I took a break, and then I just got ready to go back to school, so I, I kind of had it easy transition well you know a lot of our military servicemen and women are going to use their gi benefits to go back to school and i think you know any transition is is difficult it is for me i don't know i don't do change well (laughs) well now that now that you mention it i did uh it did take i had like nightmares because i had uh you know i had served in korea and so when i did come back to my parents home I would have, I would wake up like in, in uh, cold sweats thinking I was still in the military and in Korea or New York. So, so maybe I did have, <laughs> so maybe it wasn't as smooth as I'd like to think it was. There you go. And I just got to comment on that, the New York thing, because Doris, you know, in a small world, way. Doris served in the 70s when I was running around in little plastic polyester pants with flowers glued on them. And we were in the same neck of the woods. And uh, I think that really bonded us. Oh, I believe it. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Synchronicity, you know, that whole thing. So, yep, yep. Who knew that one day I'd be working for you? (laughs) I mean, right on. <laughs> right on, polyester pants and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what the biggest challenge, though, is not everyone has a parent to go home to. Sometimes people who have been married or have children already um, don't always have a family base to come home to. So that's where I think um, the the transition support really does come into play, and it's, it is so important. So we're really looking forward to, to giving giving some uh, thoughts and ideas to that. 
Well, I love that, Rod. We always have the best way of putting things, that transitional support. You know, we can't do these things alone, and we shouldn't. You know, we are human beings that are designed to depend on each other. I know both you and Doris have been, you know, huge, huge supports, not just for the military, but, you know, or for the radio shows and for work, but, you know, through the transitions I've had to make in my life. Everyone has transitions. That is life. And I think how we find our way has many factors. So rather than making it difficult on ourselves, we look for those those uh, factors. And I think that's just that's just one of the things that we are so um, lucky to have in this generation is the ability to reach out more easily virtually and uh, just communication wise we we didn 't have this twenty thirty years ago so this is this is wonderful um, doris what about uh, what about news you can use this week do we have do we have some, some cool stuff to share? Well, actually, it is pretty cool uh, because of what we were talking about, the transition and so forth. I actually have a piece on uh, military people coming out of the military and looking for civilian jobs. And we know on uh, any given day, that's, that's a big deal to begin with. But like Sandra was saying about the 100,000 more that are, uh, you know, leaving the service, it's even going to be tougher for these people, you know, to find civilian jobs. So this particular piece is an announcement by the uh, largest online military membership organization called Military.com, and the NCOA, which stands for Non-Commissioned Officers Association, and uh, under their Veterans Employment Division. They're having a career expo at Camp Pendleton in California on February 7th, and I am personally going to the event to report on the activities and bring back information for our listeners. And some of the companies attending are like Northrop Grumman, Lockheed Martin, Mantech, and many, many more. And there are other experts. Mantech. Excuse me? <laughs> I want to go uh, Mantech. Okay, Sandra. Anyway, <laughs> there are other expos coming throughout the United States in the coming months to include uh, Panama City. Florida on February 14th, New Orleans, Louisiana on February 28th, and Fort Benning, Georgia on March 13th. So uh, people go out and check out the uh, other locations, expo locations and dates at military.com. And on February 13th, I will come back with my report from Camp Pendleton. And just real quick, uh, this is a follow-up story to Robin's Girl Scout Cookies report last week. The Girl Scouts visited our house yesterday, and my dear sweet brother, Ray Rivas, bought several boxes, Robin, from the Young Scouts. Oh, and and he, even gave her a so tip. he even gave her a tip to uh, her mother's amazement and amusement. So, Robin, <laughs> the Rivas household has done its duty, I am proud to report. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, in the coming weeks, I'm going to have a lot more to talk about as far as the Girl Scouts because we are celebrating our 100th anniversary of Girl Scouts. And uh, wow. the uh, first Girl Scout meeting was on March 12, 1912 with wow. Juliet Gordon-Lowe. So Aww. I'll have lots to talk about. i got to brag about about uh, my passion here. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, I, I was a Girl Scout. I, I mean, granted, I was only a Girl 
Girl Scout for a cup of coffee, but I was a Girl Scout and I even got to hold the letter G in the parade. I was very <laughs> proud of that G. <laughs> But you also, well, aren't have, you like uh, the, some leader right now, or you were a, a, a Boy Scout leader mom or something like that? Yeah, I am a, I'm a Boy Scout leader right now since I don't have girls, um, and I have a lot of testosterone. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, Sam, you, whatever you do, you always make it wonderful. That's, that's all there is to it. <laughs> Your boys are very lucky to have you. Well, on the other side of the break, ladies, we've got a, a commercial break coming up. We want to make sure that uh, we invite everyone to check us out for all of our podcasts and information at militarymomtalkradio.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Coming up on the other side of the break, we have John Gorman. He is the person behind the pocket constitution he wants to make sure everyone has an opportunity to have that in hand and readily available it's obviously something that our whole country has been based on and it's something every american should have we'll meet john after the break Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on Toginet. It's CWAM, Christian work-at-home moms with Jill Hart. And Diana Innan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Robin Boyd and Doris Rivas Brecky, and we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. But before we do, I want to put a shout out to Robin Boyd's family because she has so become the Yoda in my life. And whenever <laughs> I need wisdom, inspiration, all those things like Yoda comes to mind and Robin appears. Robin, why do you think that is? <laughs> because <laughs> I just said in the in the chat because I'm short and wrinkly, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. 
Oh, I'm about as tall as Yoda, so um, everything has to get squished down. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to, we we really have to say hi to our our guest, John Gorman, here. But before we do, a real quick shout out. I've got to say hello and kudos to Gary Sinise and his Lieutenant Dan Band. He just got back from Kuwait over the weekend. He was back on the set first thing this morning, but yet he was playing in Kuwait on Saturday. Can you believe it? I don't know how this man gets around. Uh, but I I, There's got to be five of them. There's got to be, Robin. Because I was watching the Enola Gay thing on the History Channel, you know, that plane that dropped the bomb. And, you know, and I was all excited because I learned the Enola Gay plane was named after Tibbetts, the pilot's mom. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. And then my dad was put the closed caption on because he can't hear very well. And who's narrating it? But no other than Gary Sinise. The man is just unstoppable. He uh, the the biggest thing I want to plug is the um, the benefit that they're doing on March first at the uh, Temecula Town Square Park. Um, it, you can find lots of information at lieutenantdanband.com, and it's L T. D-A-N-B-A-N-D dot com. They've got um, some other concerts coming up February 10th, 11th, March 2nd, March 3rd, April 13th. All of the events, the military events and USO shows that he is participating in will be on his website. You've got to go check it out. This man is amazing. And so, you've got to say it the right way. you got to go, Lieutenant Dan! Lieutenant <laughs> so yeah well that's wonderful i do i think he does a great job you can't swing a dead cat around the military without hitting gary sinise on a regular basis so you know god bless him and uh rock on gary and and the the guys who put it all together because they really are amazing they are they are so let's bring on another amazing guest today we have John Gorman, and his website is pocketconstitution.com, and he sells these really nifty little uh, books, little booklets. You know, they're about five bucks a piece if you buy one. They go down in price if you um, buy more than one. They're great for little gifts. They're great for handouts. They're great for schools. I mean, there's so many great little um you know, things out there, but this one really blew my mind. And Doris, you'll love it too, because you're a real big Constitution gal. So I'd like to welcome John to our show. John, are you there? Well, I sure am. We're big (laughs) fans of the Pocket Constitution. Well, good afternoon to you. (laughs) Thank you. So, Lon, let me ask you, you just don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to make a Pocket Constitution, unless you're like Ben Franklin's grandson. (laughs) Well, that's correct. Well, the the reason I did it was uh, in uh, 1997. You know, I looked around and I just wanted to have a reference to the Constitution uh, handy, and so I uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. And uh, when I was in school, when I think back, when I thought back, I recollected that <clears throat> excuse me, I recollected that they didn't uh, have it then. I, didn't, I really wasn't taught it then. I don't know about you ladies, but uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't there. We got excerpts of it, and that was about it. I even called up the uh, government printing office, and they uh, they didn't know what I was even talking about. Wow! Which, which really kind of shocked me at the time. So I thought, well, I'll go through public domain, and I'll I'll, I'll get the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, and I'll put it together, reduce it, and put it all together, and uh, put a summary to it, a summary of the amendments to it, and. Uh, 
put it all together and uh, see, see if people would uh, want this as a reference. Well, and I definitely think they do, you know, like I know when I was in high school, I slept through history class. I'll be honest. I didn't even study World War II because I was in this New York State accelerated program where you could choose your own history classes. So I took um, African history and I took Egyptian history and never took American history uh, to any great extent. And it was really only until I got of voting age and understanding what my vote meant and understanding what our country stood for that I really got it. But to be honest, I really didn't get it till I was about 25. Uh, Robin Doris, how about you guys? I had a strong U.S. history course, actually, which I was fortunate, although... I was almost uh, out of defiance d- determined to find it because the I was in high school in the late 60s, early 70s, and of course, there was an awful lot of um, uh, unrest, I guess you could say, going on in, in mm-hmm. society, and I had a very liberal um, history teacher who I was determined not to uh, <laughs> follow, and I wanted the facts. So I did. I, I found copies, and I was I was able to uh, get a hold of it. But I do appreciate the fact that you have these publications, John, and that they are available. Um, when did you begin the site itself? Well, I began the site itself as a hobby in 1997. Uh, it was just a hobby of mine, and wasn't, I wasn't really pushing it or anything at the time. Uh, but then I decided recently maybe I should do more with it, and uh, uh, the economy in Nevada is not so it's not really very it's not very good really, and so I thought I might be able to use this to make a little additional income as well. Uh, but it was 1997 that I started it initially as a hobby. So uh, when when someone um, purchases this this document. Um, what happens? Do they do they get it in a PDF form? Do they get it in a hard copy? How is it delivered to the consumer? Yeah, it's shipped to the consumer in hard copy form. Okay, and, good uh, to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, Doris, I want to ask you a quick question. Sure. Um, you took a class actually about the Constitution a while I back, did. if memory serves. Yes, yes. Uh, in 2010, by the uh, Wall Builders people in Texas, David Barton's group, and one of the reasons, well, I mean, I don't want to take uh, John's time, but I just really started getting more into it because of some of the, my feelings about politics. And so I wanted to know more. And when this course became available, I jumped at it. And, yes, you had to pay for it. It wasn't a lot, like under $50, but it was a two-day event, and you could buy, you know, products like the Constitution and so forth. But I would highly recommend it, and especially because John and his uh, pocket Constitution, because of the 2012 election stuff coming up, we all need to be aware of the Constitution. Well, now, people say the Constitution is an antiquated, outdated document. I'm going to go to you, John, first and, and ask you uh, what you think about that statement. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know why they talk that way. They know Most people that talk that way know better. You know, it's not a political document, really. It's, uh, it doesn't matter what party you belong to or what you believe. It is the law of the land, federally. And uh, it is not antiquated because uh, as as late as... 
1992, the 27th Amendment was adopted, and I don't think that's antiquated, uh, 1992. And in 1971, the 26th Amendment was uh, adopted. That's the Voting, right Act, the Voting Rights Act for 18-year-olds. And uh, 1920, the 19th Amendment, right to vote for women, was adopted. In 1951, just one more, uh, term limits for presidents was adopted. Now, these are not antiquated dates. I wouldn't think so. So it, it does get updated, you know, periodically. So I'm going to go to you, Doris, and ask your thoughts on that same question, because that's a question that comes up again and again. I hear it on the news. I hear it on the um, different uh, websites that I read. You know, it pops up a lot. So, Doris, right. what's your take on that? Well, I, I, again, I'm with John that uh, anybody who says that, uh, they're, they're being uh, dumb. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I could, I could say worse things, but since this is a live show and I want to keep my job, but, but no, I mean, it, it's, very, it's, it's more timely than ever, more timely than ever. If anybody is watching the news, we need to be more aware of our rights, and the only way you're going to be aware of your rights is by reading. So, no, we need to know it's timely. It's now. It's here. Yeah. Well, it's what our country is formed on, and I think when you talk about the abuse of rights or the taking away of rights or the systematic um, like etching away at our rights, if we don't know what our rights are you know, protected in the Constitution, if we don't know what the Declaration of Independence says, how can we actually advocate what our rights are? I mean, it, Robin, what do you have to say? Well, I agree. And I think so many times we're inundated with propaganda from the media or the surveys or whatever, which are politically fueled. I think we need to get back to the basics and understand exactly what our rights are to begin with before we can start going on from there. John, do you ever get any requests um say for the federalist papers or any other documents other than the your, the constitution itself we've only got about a couple of minutes before we go to break oh yes i do and i'm hoping to expand uh, my site to include some of those things they're very important wonderful. too and uh, Mag magna carta uh, I, I even get requests for that that predated the constitution of course and the articles yep. articles of confederation and uh, just by the way uh in the preamble of the uh, Constitution, the main reason for it is to secure the blessings of liberty for the American people. And uh, I think that's very important to note that in the preamble. Absolutely is. John, I want to make sure that we put that website out there, www.pocketconstitution.com, and that's singular, constitution.com. Is there any a other way people could reach you? Well, they can. There is a phone number on there to, to leave a message, and we'll get right back to them. It is 100% veteran-owned. Uh, mm -hmm. PocketConstitution.com uh, by Dorsey Gore Press. That's the name of the uh, organization. Dorsey Gore Press, 100% uh, veteran-owned. And do you also have uh, constitutions for states available at this website as well? Did I see that? Yes, uh, I have links to every, uh, on the site, I have links to every state constitution, all 50, including uh, Puerto Rico. And uh, we also have all major, the three major political party platforms, 
links are on there. So you can go go there and click on those links and go to each political major political party platform and find out what they stand for. You know, be an informed uh, voter when you vote. Absolutely. So, so important. We're definitely going to have more discussion about uh, the Constitution in the weeks to come. So, John, thank you so much for for making this available to all of us. We certainly should all be armed and equipped with with our Constitution. It is our basis. It is our beginnings and it is our continued lifeline. John Gorman, thank you so much. On the other side of the break, we'll have Sandra Linhart and some adorable children's books we don't want you to miss it be back in a moment are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system keeping the home fires burning well that's what we're here for it's military mom talk radio with sandra beck and robin boyd and we'll be right back after these evermore people have the means to live but no meaning to live for these are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V I K T O R and I movie.com. And Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 Central on Toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 Central, on toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, we want to thank John Gorman of thepocketconstitution.com for coming on the show. For those of you who've just joined us, we are going to welcome Sandra Linhart, who's written some wonderful children's books, and you can look forward to Doris Rivas Brecky and her Constitution um, instructional little segments that we're going to bring on, um, because I know there's a lot I need to learn. Um, I know we've all been educated, but we can learn a little bit more, especially especially as we come into an election year. And I got to tell you guys, I'm going to blab a little bit about Sandra Miller Linhart's books because first of all, they're beautifully done. They totally make me cry. Um, <sighs> It's just she takes a very simple concept of shoes, you know, for a child, and all of us have children and varying ages, and she talks about the different shoes that we wear, you know, to be a lawyer or to be a EMT or a, or a pilot, and relates it back to your mom going on deployment. And there's mommy's boots and daddy's boots um, for these books, and they're illustrated beautifully uh, by Tanya Marie Desmond, who is a mil- uh, an army brat. And um, the one, though, that that tugged at my heart the most, though, and I've seen this again and again with my friends' kids, it's called But What If? And it talks about um, Bean, uh, the child in the book, and... um, And actually, this one's not Bean. Bean's in the other one. But it's about um, what if mom or dad doesn't remember me? And that is such a big part of our military kids' um, thought. Oh, did we lose Sandra? I think we got a little cut out there. I hope not. Um, Are we there? Are there? Are you back, Sam? I am. I'm back. Um, But there's that little bit of a kid, you know, and I've heard it again and again that says, you know, mom and dad has been on deployment. What if they forgot me? And that's the one that really tugged at my heartstrings. Oh, wow. You know, and the thing is, you know, watching my kids go through divorce, watching my kids go through the death of their beloved grandma, who was such a big part of their life. I had to have really hard conversations, especially with my older one, uh, you know, who was seven and eight at the time. And these are conversations that every military parent has to have with their child at some point or another because it comes up. And I just think Sandra's books, um, they just open the door. They make it easy. They explain it. You know, she could just write some, you know, divorce books while she's at it. I'd be thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) Sandra, are you there? Welcome, Sandra. Hi. Oh, there Um, she is. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> I, I love what you said about the divorce books because I'm in the process of writing a book about uh, death, a child saying goodbye to somebody who is, wow. uh, yeah. Well, fire one on over here, you know, because <laughs> you've done a it's, wonderful, it, yeah. wonderful job, Sandra, on these books, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. It, uh, when I read them, I have to admit that I do cry with the but what if books, um, and I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I it, it gets a little catch in my throat, and you know because my own kids had to go through with it too, and and I think that's what made it easier for me to write is personal experience and dealing with it all the time. So, were Daddy's books and Mama's uh, excuse me, Daddy's boots and Mama's boots? from experience or from observation? 
I'm not an army brat, so it's from observation watching my own children saying goodbye mm-hmm. to their dad when he was deployed here, there, or everywhere. And the good thing about these books, it's not about... It's not only about wartime missions. Uh, you know, operations other than war take our soldiers away all the time. Katrina, forest sure. fires, you know, they, they use a shovel as much as they use a rifle. And, uh, I, you know, they, they are gone for long periods of time, and kids have a hard time dealing with, you know, why is he leaving me to go help somebody else? And also, will I remember him? Will he remember me when, when he comes back? Or she? Well, and I think what you said, Sandra, was so important about why do you have to go help somebody else? I get that even though I'm not obviously you know, on deployment, but I do have to leave quite a bit for military charity things, for appearances, for things to do with with the work that I do with the military. And my seven-year-old son last year pitched a fit one day, and he's like, Mom, why are you helping all these other kids? Why are you helping? Don't they have moms and dads? Wow. That's a very realistic um, that's a very realistic question you know, in a seven- and eight-year-old body. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you hear it all the time during deployments, all the time, because they just can't put their, you know, daddy and mommy love me, but why are they leaving, in, you know? And and the question came up once upon a time when my older ones were little, um, what if something happens while you're gone? Who's going to take care of us? You know, you're off somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Who's here for us? And it's a scary time for kids, and I don't think as a, as a military wife, it, it's not something I expected until it came up, and then it was, wow, you know, these are, these little souls are, are having some really tough questions that aren't being answered by really any of the books I found out there. Um, there were a lot of books about how much you love Daddy and what you're going to do till he gets back, really none about Mama being gone, and nothing about the real hard questions. Well, and I love that your character being like for, and I'm so glad that, you know, that you sent questions ahead of time because I was stumped going, is being a boy or a girl? What is you know what? You know, <laughs> you know what's wonderful. funny? And, and Bean is the character throughout all four books. So you were right. Bean is in what if books. Um, the funny thing about that is whenever somebody reads it and they have a, a, a male child, to them, Bean is a boy, and if they have a female child, then Bean is a girl. I find that quite humorous. You know, that here's here's this one character, and everybody sees it, and that that's what that was my goal is to make sure that everybody could relate to this little child. I was just going to ask as a if child. that was intentional because it's it's ingenious, it's perfect. It, it, it was hard too. Uh, my artist was magnificent in finding you know just the right. Uh, persona to, you know, because kids, <laughs> you look a little kid and you is that a boy or a girl? But it's really hard to draw that and it to, for it to come across. I was really impressed with the uh, artistry in the book. I thought she did a really good job. She she really is and it's also non-gender, not um, gender, but non-race uh, specific as well. It was trying to be, to cover, you know, just to be pretty much generic was oh, the, the goal of the child. Can. You know, that that's what I was looking at. I'm like, is this kid white, black, Asian, Hispanic? I'm, you know, not that I'm, you know, you know trying to do the race thing. But, you know, all of the above. Kids were like, is being a boy or a girl? I'm like, crap. I don't know. I can't even tell what it is. <laughs> well, then I succeeded. <laughs> or rather, she succeeded. But yeah, that was the goal. Oh, did you know her personally before, or how did you find Tana? 
the artist? Yeah. Well, to tell a secret, she is my daughter. And she oh, herself is an artist. Wow. <laughs> she went to Savannah College of Excuse me, Savannah College of Art and Design. When we were stationed at Fort Benning, she was in college there. Uh, she's a fabulous artist, and she's done a lot of um, commercial art and stuff around around the area and whatnot. But I was very impressed with with her work, and I still am. So I'm a little biased. So <laughs> she, wow, yeah. I- she is. She's tremendous. So absolutely. If she has, um, does she have a website herself that um, she does work for? She she is in the process of getting a website, but because of her diverse type of art form, um, I don't think it's quite done yet. Okay. But um, that you know, she's not necessarily associated with me other than these books here, and she's so busy now. I don't know if I'll be able to talk her into illustrating any more books for me but i hope she does well i want to give her a plug you know yeah i know thank you she's she's doing a lot of um i don't know the terminology art for hire people asking her to commission a lot of commission work is what she's doing right now so I would say to everybody, this is my kid, man. I mean, this stuff is beautifully done. (laughs) Well, I do tell everybody she's my kid, but um, she gets embarrassed a little bit. She's like, Mom. So um, I'm trying to let her, you know, I'm her mom. I'm in the same boat. You're going to have to write mommy's books now, not mommy's boots. And just, you know, these are transition. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of books going on in my head. So, oh, I bet you do. And I, I'm hoping that um, you are just as prolific as you as you have been, because they're beautifully written. They're touching. They're adorable. But yet, they open the door for families to have these conversations with their kids. And I think that's it. You need that sort of um, preface. You need that something to open the door, and then hopefully the um, the conversations begin. Sandra, I want to make sure before our break coming up in a couple of minutes, I want to make sure everyone goes to your website, www.s as in Sam, M as in Mary, L-I-N-H-A-R-T dot com. And I was, I did not spell it correctly in the Evite that I had sent out. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I got it. <laughs> that happens all the time. <laughs> oh, That's I just, I just um, was concerned about that. You have such beautiful books there. Uh, what's, what's on Thank your you. desk right now? What's coming up? Right now I'm working on two other picture books. Uh, one is called Mixed Up. It's uh, a book about our ancestry. The subtitle is My Aunt's Mystery. And it's actually about our ancestry and how in America we're so diverse that every um, aspect of our ancestry, whether it be American Indian or you know German or English or all of the above, you know, every, every 57 varieties, we need to take lessons from each one of those and, and really celebrate uh, from where we come. And that's uh, the next one. <laughs> it's almost done. And then I've also got Pikisaurus Mac is a, a nothing vor who um, he can't. My daughter has sensory processing disorder, and she cannot tolerate certain types of textures and smells and tastes, oh, and so she yeah, really can't yeah. eat very much. So Picky Source Max is a nothing for who doesn't Aww. eat anything. 
So and <laughs> well, when those yeah. are when those are out, we're going to keep an eye on on your website so we know when they're out. Uh, Sandra Linhart, thank you so much for sharing these. But thank you on behalf of all the military families who have benefited and need the uh, the inspiration to open those conversational doors. Sandra Linhart, smlinhart.com. We thank you so much. We'll be back on the other side of the break with uh, a visit from our friend Michael Russer. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where All Biz Talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 Central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, on toginet.com. put a boot in your ass, it's Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra. I'm here with Robin Boyd and Doris Rivas-Bracke, and we've had a very full show. For those of you that have missed the opening segments, you need to go back and check us out on iTunes. You can also find us on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com by the same name, as well as on our host station, TogiNet and Rockstar Radio. We had John Gorman of PocketConstitution.com, very cool. We had author Sandra Linhart, and she wrote these fabulous books called Mama's Boots, Daddy's Boots, But What If, Grandpa What If, 
And these books are ideal for helping you talk to your son or daughter when a family member is on deployment. They're well-written. They help you broach those difficult questions. And I can see where in our little ones they could help identify uh, some of the things that go on in our kids' heads um, when our parents are on deployment that they may not be able to articulate yet. We're gonna, and I think okay, it's important. I was going to say, I think it's so important sometimes you just hit that nail on the head to, that sometimes you need that a vehicle for a kid to be able to sort of formulate and express their feelings because they don't always have that ability. So, so important. And of course, I'm so partial to children's literature anyway. I think books, 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 books are so important to be shared with, with kids. So, little tangent. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, it's important because you're more than just a radio show host. I mean, you're many things more than that, but one of the things you were is you were a teacher. I was, yes. And uh, it's something, actually, that was... Children's media was my was my uh, first goal. I had minored in communications and majored in early childhood ed, and um, media was was to was sort of my my goal. Kind of got a little way late, but that's okay. Um, I see, but it's still part of my passion. So that's right. Well, and it's part of your authenticity. So whenever uh, Robin tells me to read a book to my kids, I just straighten up, fly right, follow blindly, <laughs> and it's worked well for me. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of following, we have a great guest today. We have Michael Russer, and those of you who are regular listeners to us know him from Go Army Homes, which is the real estate conglomerate company that helps uh, families in transitioning into their new duty stations find housing, secure uh, financing, as well as getting into rentals. But we're going to bring him on for a series this year called uh, Life 3.0. Uh, talking all about transition. He is an author and a speaker, a strategic catalyst, which I'm going to explain what that is. That's when you take someone and you develop a strategy around helping them change or get to where they want to go. And with um, all the downsizing that's being reported in the media, uh, the 100,000 troops that are going to be transitioned from military to civilian life, we know that transitioning from one military career to a civilian career or to an ancillary um, civilian military career, such as working in the defense industry or working in programs such as Wounded Warriors, a lot of our guys uh, and gals go there, you know, to help other soldiers. But either way, it's a transition. And Michael is an expert at transitioning, and especially about transitioning in careers. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you, Sandra. Robin, good to be back, as always, even in this uh, different capacity. <laughs> well, you know, Michael, you wear men. And the fact of the matter is, is we all do. You know, a soldier doesn't come home, hopefully, and do their soldiering in the household. Um, but we have to transition throughout our life. And you have transitioned a couple times. Tell me about Life 3.0. Well, Life 3.0 starts with um, also Life 2.0, which then begins with Life 1.0, which <laughs> is when you're born. And you go through life until you hit this transition point, and for me, the first one, which was Life 2.0, happened in 93 through 95. I've always been a, an entrepreneur, and uh, in 93, I decided I've got to figure out why I'm on this planet. 
and because I could get into any kind of business and usually be successful at it, but it was never never fulfilling for me. So I t- literally did something that very few people can do, especially with two kids in tow, and that is take two years off to figure that out. And and that is when I went from the real estate industry into being a uh, international speaker and author, and, and and had the longest stretch of one career that I've ever had in my life, and that was 15 years. And now I'm in the process of going through life 3.0, which takes what I did back in 93, 95, and takes it to the next level. Now, Michael, when you're transitioning in these careers, which you've done more than once, um, and many of our listeners will be going through a transition uh, of sorts, you know, in the next couple years, what does it feel like when you're transitioning? What What are some of the things, can you help us articulate so people out there going through the same thing know that, that you know, to feel this way a lot of times is just part of the package? Yeah, well, there's there's two types of transition, Sandra, and as you, as I think you already know, there's the the kind of transition that's imposed on you, and then there's the transition you impose on yourself. And the external imposition, whether it comes from a downsizing or uh, you know being forced into or out of your current career into another one or another way of life, that can be very. Uh, well, that can be scary because, you know, most people don't like change, and even change agents like myself don't like change imposed on me. Now, I'm great at imposing it on myself and maybe even other people, but <laughs> when it's imposed on you, it, is, um, it can be a scary process. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. When you're going through any kind of transition, a really good way to look at this is that you have a whole new set of opportunities and possibilities opening up to you. And often, and it certainly has been my case, where the things in my life that I've, when I first experienced them and thought, oh my God, that's like the worst thing that's ever happened to me, usually ends up being a wake-up call or a, or a a way of looking at things that I'd never considered before and often turns into a huge possibility. One of my favorite phrases is breakdown, breakthrough. Ooh. Break down, breakthrough. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I wish I could I wish I could uh, call ownership of that, but I can't. I'd probably be sued. Uh, the uh, <laughs> but that's a phrase I've heard and I live by. Then you've got the change that you impose on yourself, and by definition, if it's if it's a fairly significant change, like I've done in the past several times, you're going to be imposing it on a lot of people around you, your friends, your family, your associates, and that's a different kind of change. One that you're you feel a little more in control of doesn't mean it's any less scary, but that's when the the the, the fear and the excitement start feeling the same. And, you know, they're, they're both the same physiological response. We get those flutters in our stomach. The heart starts beating faster. You know, you're palpitating a little bit. You're breathing a little faster. And, you know, it, it's, it's like getting up in front of an audience and starting to speak. Uh, somebody once said, you don't want to get rid of the butterflies. You just want them to fly in formation. And that's what you want to have happen with a transition. And ideally, the transition is the one that you impose. So you can take something that's imposed on you and then turn it into something that you say, hey, you know what? This is my life. 
I am going to make the best of it with the skills I've obtained, with the, the gifts I, were, I was born with, and the support that I already have. And I'm going to make the best of it because we only get one go around. And from this point on, I'm living every day as if it's a new opportunity. You go through that, any kind of, of transition or change that way, and it is amazing as to what opens up for you. And I can be a personal testament to that. Well, and that's really powerful thinking, Michael. Um, and Robin, you probably want to tag on to this. When you go through change and transition, your mental state and keeping that strong is a big part of that successful transition. And I was going to say, I think what, what uh, is the defining um, factor there is you taking control. When, when you decide that you're going to take a sabbatical, you've prepared for that. You have probably set financial things up, uh, just uh, been prepared for a sabbatical, and you're ready to take that and, and possibly into a transition. When a transition is imposed upon you, you may not have had that financial security behind you. You may not have had that uh, career path la- laid out for you. So being able to take control of whichever way you're put into this position is is something that can be the biggest challenge of all and i'm hoping michael that in the in the series that we're uh, hopefully going to be presenting over the next weeks and whatnot this is going to be something we can address for it with with you and for our listeners so um, absolutely a couple of a um, couple more minutes michael did we have uh, a way of contacting you i want to make sure that we don't overlook anything here uh, the way of contacting me yes is yes. probably via email okay m for Michael M. Russer, R U S S E R, at russer.com, R U S S E R.com. Mm-hmm. That would be a good way to reach me. Wonderful. Email always the best because otherwise I'm all over the place. Right. Well, Transitioning. If you're, if you're speaking all over the, all over the world, <laughs> we're going to track you down no matter where you are. <laughs> um, um, we do just have a couple of minutes, Michael, and uh, I do want to thank you so much because your insight is really uh, so uh, comforting to, to know that I, I think when people do have that fear uh, in a transition, being able to sort of overcome that fear is so important. Michael Russer, thanks so much. And we look forward, we're going to have you back in a few weeks and we're going to keep on uh, this subject with Life 3.0. Uh, such such a good topic. John Gorman was our first guest today. We want to remind you to visit him at pocketconstitution.com and we also encourage you to visit Sandra Linhart. You're going to find her on Amazon at Barnes & Noble. Her website is www.smlinhart and it's L-I nhart.com her wonderful children's books are the most uh, enjoyable for any age it doesn't matter if you're young or old it's it's going to touch your heart and michael ruster thanks again and uh, we will definitely have you back please find us at militarymomtalkradio.com find us on facebook find us at itunes and find us right here on our show page here at tokenet.com we'll see you all next week we've got another great great show lined up. Don't miss it. 